Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3 with Adrian Abraham and Lin Li Fu. Time now for Why It Matters. It's a very big day in Hong Kong. Huge dilemma as it unveils its budget today. It will be a tough ask for them to provide incentives to revive the city's image. They also need to be wary of the fiscal deficit spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. The city's fiscal reserves after three years of the pandemic dropped to about 102 billion US dollars or 12 months of government expenditure down from the previous amount, which was enough to cover more than 20 months of expenses. So what can we expect from the Hong Kong 2023 budget that will be unveiled at 11 a.m. this morning? Well, to give us a preview, we have Francis Loon, CEO of Joe Securities on the line to help us get a better understanding of what to expect. Good morning, Francis. Good morning. Uh, Francis, the city's financial secretary, Paul Chun, says that Hong Kong must yep. boost future investment, strengthen its economic recovery, despite uh, accumulating a fairly high fiscal deficit over the past three years because of the COVID-19 yep. pandemic. Now, how big a task is this budget for him? Well, uh, actually, the, for Hong Kong, the budget surplus or deficit really depends on the property market because a lot of these uh, extra funds come from the auction of land. Uh, if the property market recovers, then you don't really have to worry about the budget deficit because uh, uh, the high price of uh, land premium will cover everything. But, uh, of course, uh, for the last three years, uh, land sales have been really uh, shrunk quite a bit. And then the land prices have fallen sharply. And, uh, but still, it's very expensive. But I think uh, instead of uh, giving out goodies and uh, money to every, every citizen now, I think uh, the financial secretary will probably stop giving out these uh, expense vouchers to everyone. I think just carry on as as normal, try to be as normal as possible. But of course, because uh, Hong Kong still have uh, a a big budget uh, Mm -hmm. reserve, so really the government doesn't need to do too much. It just will try to reduce expenditure. I think that will be about all. So trying to reduce expenditure, not giving out vouchers, what else do you think they'll focus on? Will they be rolling out measures to bring in talent? Yeah, oh, they already done that because under the Attracting Talent Scheme, I think uh, they have issued 8,000 visas to highly educated or, or very successful entrepreneurs. So, so I think that will, in this way, uh, Hong Kong will join the race to attract talent worldwide, but especially from China. I think 90% of these people are from China. They want a, a, a freer environment to live in and to operate their business or whatever and uh, but the thing is uh, over the past three years 150,000 people have left Hong Kong mm-hmm. for good mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that is tough to replace them because uh, Hong Kong's population shrank for three years in a row we haven't had that in our history so I think that it will be a tough act to follow yeah, let's turn our attention to a little bit more of the talent crunch. I mean, uh, the chief executive, John Lee, he wants to reverse uh, this expat exodus. You did talk about how many people have left. What else can be done to fix this outlook? Is this actually an achievable target, though? 
uh, partly blame that on Singapore because Singapore's <laughs> been, been attracting uh, finance people from Hong Kong. I think a lot of expats who left Hong Kong actually went to Singapore. Mm. I think because uh, Singapore has a, a much freer uh, regulatory environment. I know that uh, some uh, asset managers and also debt uh, managers uh, left for Singapore because it's easier to operate there. I think uh, the SFC have uh, relaxed some of the very stringent rules, I think, uh, uh, this year since, since uh, uh, Julia Leung took over, I think. That will go some way to attract back people. I think uh, uh, the, the government really need to do more. I think facing a global competition, I think uh, Hong Kong still have its attractions, but they really need to do more to attract talent. There is also talk that the city should extend an existing continuing education fund, right, looking inwards to fully reimburse tuition and ex- exam fees for professionals. <laughs> I don't think that's really necessary. I really doubt that because uh, I think the key is really to get young people, ex- especially young married couples, to to have more children <laughs> because raising a child in Hong Kong is very expensive. In excess of six million Hong Kong dollars uh, in this day is is a quite a heavy burden on the middle class. I think China have the same problem. I think Singapore, Korea, Taiwan all have the same problem. This is uh, one problem of prosperous society. So. I think uh, I, I don't know how much the government can do sh- a short of legislation and coercion, mm. but uh, uh, it, it is a tough sell. Okay, coming back to the budget, fairly high fiscal deficit accumulated over the three years of the pandemic against mm. uh, a weak external economic environment. Are there any measures that might take us by surprise, you think? I doubt it because uh, last time they they raised the uh, stamp duty by thirty percent. Uh, the the financial industry was really upset about it. So I think, I I don't think the government will raise the stamp duty again. I think the the government might reduce the stamp duty back to the pre-pandemic level. But I think uh, what the government can do is really. Uh, they gave a, a lot of concession on rates and things like that. I think they can reduce the concession in this aspect. They will bring back some money. And uh, if you want to really raise uh, revenue, you can increase the tax rate, marginal tax rate. I think uh, that can be done, especially mm-hmm. paying a 15% uh, tax for the high earners. I think I think that is a social welfare in itself. I think uh, rich people should pay more. Yeah, moving away from the measures just for a little bit, the city's financial secretary, Paul Chan, also revealed he's chosen the color orange for his 2023 <laughs> budget, uh, which he said symbolized his confidence in the city's future. Is this the start of a new era, possibly a stronger Hong Kong? I think that's what uh, Paul Chan wants to, to, to <laughs> convey. I think previously... Uh, the color of the budget is usually uh, blue or green, but uh, now it, it shows the color of orange, which is, which is the color of the sun. So it means 
we are back again, and then we're going, the sun's going to shine over Hong Kong. Well, of course, we hope so. Okay, from orange to green, T- Treasury Chief Christopher Hui explained that Europe had pioneered green and sustainable financing, while Hong Kong was the biggest green bond market in Asia, <laughs> right? So, making the former an ideal market to explore despite all these tensions between US and China, to what extent can these green goals be achieved? Well, nobody really took an audit of what the, the proceeds from the green bonds do uh, in Hong Kong or in China. So uh, so the jury is still out. But uh, I think the important thing is uh, China issued about 3 trillion yuan in green bonds. So a, a big part of it is raised in Hong Kong. So China becoming the biggest center for green bonds really due to China. The green bonds, I think uh, Hong Kong raised is really minuscule compared to that. It's some, something like 150 billion. So it's really a tiny amount. It's a trend that all the governments in the world have to do. They, they will go the way of ESG and, and try to outgreen each other. But I think that the actual achievement, what they accomplished, is really doubtful because we are, we are still using fossil fuel to generate electricity, and we're still driving cars, although some cars have been mm. converted to electric. But mm-hmm. I think the changes are really cosmetic. Francis, from the biggest green bond market in Asia, I want to talk about sustainability. Can we expect something on that front from the 2023 budget? I think the government will pay lip service to it. I think uh, what the government do is really, well, they have done is really to, to reduce the use of plastic, uh, disposable plastic in the fast food and things like that. And uh, the biggest polluter in Hong Kong are two. One is, is of course, cars. The other is uh, electricity generation, which uh, uses natural gas right now. Natural gas is not as polluting as coal or steel. It is a big carbon dioxide polluter. There's no escape about it. I doubt that you can produce enough solar energy or wind electricity to replace the fossil fuel electricity plant. So when you talk about sustainability, I think you're trying to fool yourself only. Okay, I've got one more question before we let you go, Francis. Despite a, a noticeable recovery, right, in economic activity after it reopened its borders, can we expect Hong Kong authorities to maintain a relatively relaxed monetary policy to ensure stability? Well, I, I think so. Actually, the the monetary authority doesn't. We don't have an overheated property market right now, mm. so there's no need for the government to rate in their mortgage lending. For the industry, well, Hong Kong doesn't have an industry left, <laughs> and the finance industry, they, they don't use too much funds. So, so I think uh, the, the, the fiscal policy and the monetary policy will be uh, loose, I think. Uh, I think uh, people can still enjoy low interest rates. But of course, now the, U- the U.S. Uh, interest rates are rising in the U.S., so Hong Kong has to follow. So unfortunately, we have to pay more in interest. It's a big day in Hong Kong. 
as they face a huge dilemma ahead of their budget, uh, which is happening uh, very soon. We've been speaking to Francis Loon, CEO of Geosecurities, looking ahead about what we can expect from Hong Kong's 2023 budget. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today and have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Francis. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.